what's happening to our educational system today. I believe that in many areas in education, we're not enlightening kids, we're dumbing kids down. From the man who wrote the book on human behavior, a special edition, Richard Flint Podcast. Let's talk about it. Let's talk human behavior. This past summer, I was at the Doral Golf and Spa taking a few days off, and Doral is in Miami. And this past summer, Doral brought over 600 young people from Russia to work. It wasn't that they didn't want to hire the young people of South Florida. They just couldn't find young people who really wanted to work. They would take the job, work a few days, and then not show up. When you're running a resort, you have to be able to depend on your staff. The second morning that I was there, I was at breakfast, and my waitress was a very, very interesting young lady. She was an elementary school teacher from Russia. And we got to talking about the difference between the educational system in the United States and the educational system in Russia. One comment she made really struck a chord with me. Because I asked her, what's the difference between the educational system as you see it in the United States and in Russia? Listen to what she said to me. What you're teaching in high school, we're teaching in elementary school. <laughs> I, I just guess that the look on my face really surprised her because she smiled and continues. It looks like that surprises you. My response was, yes. I remember my senior year in college, and I was doing my practice teaching for my degree in secondary education. I had a senior English class with 21 students in it didn't take me long to realize that 20% of the class couldn't read well and had no command of the English language. I was in awe, and I went to talk to the principal and said, these young people shouldn't graduate. They can't really read or write. His response was eye-opening to me when he said, we have to graduate them. We can't hold them back. We would be punishing them. I remember before I really heard what I was saying, the words just jumped out of my mouth. Okay, let's lie to them and let's tell them that they're educated. When I was teaching at the university, I had students who were like these young people. Their challenge in school was they didn't have the basic skill set they needed to be there. They didn't know how to study. They didn't know how to write. They couldn't read well enough to even stay up with the class assignments. So what are we doing to our young people today? Now, you may not agree with what I'm about to say, but I'm about to say it anyway because this is my observation. Too many of those who stand as teachers in the classrooms are not qualified to be there. They may have the degree, but they don't have the commitment. Classrooms are designed for the average student, not the gifted student. The child that really wants to learn, I believe, is being punished. Classrooms are too large. There are more students than there are teachers. The lack of parent involvement, because many schools have just stopped having a parent involvement. The emphasis is on the test score, not the teaching of the information. The fun's been taken out of the classroom. There's so much homework given and so many things that there's no time for the kids. Order and discipline are missing in the classroom. I think education is such an important part of life. My guest today is no stranger to the school system. He served on the Palm Beach County School Board, and I believe, and I, he can clear this up for me, but I think he's one of the youngest ever elected to serve on the board. His name is Mark Hansen. Mark, welcome. Richard, thank you for having me as your guest. Am I correct that you were one of the youngest? I was the youngest, and, and uh, 
it's, it was uh, exciting, exciting times. How old were you? I was, when I was uh, initially elected, I was uh, 30, uh, 32 years old. And at 32, being the youngest, were you readily accepted by everybody else on the school board? Well, I I uh, was fortunate. I had the tremendous support, and my obviously, as when you're running for an elected office, your one thing that you're running on is your track record, and and uh, that was obviously looked at and scrutinized and turned upside down, and <laughs> and so uh, uh, obviously over over time, it it uh, you you earn the right uh, for trust with other uh, the other board members. There were seven of us on the board. Why did you run? For two reasons. One uh, was to make a difference, and the two was to contribute to society. And do you think you achieved that? I did, and I'm proud of it. Share with them how you and I connected. Well, we we met uh, many years ago uh, when I, uh, at the time, uh, had been a member with an organization called the Florida Speakers Association, and I had uh, been new to the organization, and I had been reaching out uh, and looking to meet people that, that – uh, had been in the industry for some time and that were very experienced and uh, those that I could uh, learn from and someone uh, uh, had mentioned your name uh, uh, at the time a good friend by the name of Rick Hill had mentioned your name and I had uh, called your office uh, and you were kind enough to to give me a few minutes of your time the only uh, uh, the way that would have happened though is if I was to, willing to meet you at 6 a.m. in the morning <laughs> and uh, I said, I'll be there. Uh, so that's that's how uh, you were kind enough to give me some time uh, and to, to share about uh, the business uh, with me. And and uh, that's how it how it began. And then you had it over over time gave me an opportunity, a wonderful opportunity to uh, to work uh, in your organization. My guest today is a young man that I met several years ago and. And we were talking about how Mark and I met. And, Mark, you were talking about the fact that I gave you an opportunity to do a little work with me. You did. You gave me an opportunity to experience the business right from the inside, uh, from uh, seeing how the marketing was done, product uh, development, to the experience of being a part of your seminar and seeing how that was created and how that was rolled out and how that presented itself. So it was it was something that I was I was very proud of and very excited to have that opportunity. Why are you so passionate about young people? There is a tremendous amount of opportunity out there for our youth. And we know in the world we live in, there's many times that there's distractions uh, that happen. Uh, but I feel if we can provide our youth hope and guidance, uh, it's you know it's a way of uh, contributing to make a difference. Personally, when I was seven years old, I was in a very serious car accident that left me paralyzed on the left side of my body, left me in a coma for eight days, and I had to work through uh, having seizures for the following nine years. And I was you know told the common word was I was told I I can't I can't drive I wouldn't be college material I can't was the word that that people used uh, with me. And I, fortunately, with a tremendous effort of staying positive, and I was just fortunate with the family that I uh, that I had and, and the encouragement that they would give me, the people I surrounded myself with, and, and having to make this, uh, choices along the way of what friends to have, what, what people to be around. And 
I felt uh, as time went on that something that I enjoyed was and that I felt really good about was when I could say things to others uh, that in turn would uh, they would feel better uh, because of things that were said and and uh, over time uh, that you know I like when you have a good feeling and uh, I feel when you have a good feeling about something it's something that you you should stick with and that's how uh, I really came into into doing the things that uh, that I do Folks, I wish you could know Mark like I do, because I think every day all of us are creating our legacy. Every day you and I are creating a presence. And for some people, they create a presence that dies before it is established. And for other people, they create a presence that has presence when they're not present. I remember the breakfast meeting when he and I sat and he shared with me what he wanted to do. His dream was to create an after-school program for young people, and he's done it. Mark, tell us about what you have created. No, great. Well, thank you, Richard, for those uh, accolades. I we created uh, here uh, in, in Palm Beach County, Florida, programs uh, through the youth empowerment centers. And, you know, I've seen for, for so many years, as I'm sure you have, Richard, the loss of, of the dream, and that dreams do come true. And that uh, is something that resonated with me very loudly when I was asked about how we can go about creating uh, programs uh, starting here locally that would have a significant impact, positive impact in in our communities with our with our youth, with with the parent involvement, the working together between students and their parents. And after many meetings with other elected officials and business leaders in the community, we were able to develop uh, these youth empowerment centers at CJC, which is also the Criminal Justice Commission, has always worked through four pillars, one being prevention, two being law enforcement, three being courts, and four being correction. And I had continually spoken to them, you know, if we keep talking about those four points, uh, we're going to not be able to get beyond where we've been because it's you know, through those four, it's like driving your car looking in the rearview mirror. And I knew it was going to be challenging and to be to be a little bit different, but I needed to stay strong and and share my my uh, my views. So I said we need to create that fifth that fifth point, that fifth pillar, if you will, which would be the youth empowerment centers. And after quite a bit of deliberation, it became a reality. And we've also engaged uh, a professor at Florida State University that has been evaluating the data and and the success of these programs, which uh, has shown not only have uh, the successes from the students' involvement in creating their own videos, to creating their own soundtracks to the different business opportunities they obtain through the mentoring programs in these centers, but the reduction after the first year in money saved in the community because of these was over $14 million after the first year. Restate that, Mark. You saved how much? Over $14 million just after the first year. And that surprised so many people because they never believed that would happen. And bringing about the importance of the vision and that there is hope and dreams do come true 
and that achievements are possible when you follow what you want to accomplish and having the support necessary to do just that. And each of the communities in Palm Beach County, the cities, have gotten involved taking ownership of these youth empowerment centers and the support necessary through uh, the Palm Beach County School District themselves to the the mayors in the different communities, to the city council members who've all embraced these programs that are being worked through dollars that have been committed through the county commission in the different cities. It's just very exciting and very and very rewarding. And to hear the the best testimonials come right, right from the students themselves. And they are seeing that there is a road in front of them that they can achieve. And that is something that, that I'm proud to, to stand strong on. Well, it goes back, doesn't it, to the fact that the number one thing that a human life wants to know is that they matter. You said it. And what these centers are doing are actually providing hugs for young people. You're so correct. And and really, you know, when we say the word hope, it's if you break that word down, H-O-P-E, you know, helping other people excel. And our students are, are seeing possibilities and that people are willing to reach out and to engage the, the families, the parents, to get them involved in, in volunteering. With, with uh, I just had a parent uh, reach out to me last week who I met with out of the blue who said, how can she get involved in volunteer? And these are things that, that Darwin, when you talked earlier about the importance of family, uh, Richard, this is just another component to really support that. What they want to do now, what I'm hearing from uh, Dr. Blumberg, who's a professor at Florida State University, because of the success of these youth empowerment centers, he wants to expand them nationwide. Wow. And, you know, every young person that we touch and we impact their lives, what we've done is we have created another positive experience that they can add to their foundation of life. That's so true. And what we're doing is touching lives every day, and it's, and it's giving our youths options and additional possibilities. You know, when you have something that's really working so well, it's something that you want to stay with and continue to support. Yeah. When I approached Mark about being a guest on my show, I asked him to share with us what he sees happening in the school system and in young people today. Now, understand, he's talking from a base of the Palm Beach County school system, which is a pretty large school system. Mark gave me 10 things that I'd like for us to discuss. And Mark, I am just so sorry that we don't have hours to talk about this because I think this is so important. Well, thank you, and we're, with the time that we have, we'll make it uh, as valuable as we can. All right. The first one you gave me is the lack of funding, which we know is a real issue today. Yes. You know, the lack of funding is, is something that the biggest part of the tax that we pay goes to education. And one thing that we've been experiencing here in, in Palm Beach County is We've had a lot of people that have been moving, you know, out of the state uh, where we've got a decrease in tax revenues because of that. And the state uh, lawmakers have had to make adjustments in, in the budget. And obviously when that happens, uh, the educational system also feels cuts that take place. And that's something that we're experiencing uh, right now. One of the things that I used to hear a lot of were the number of retired people who were in South Florida or in Florida, who had already raised their families. Some of them were in opposition to the tax structure and the way it was 
for the school system, so much money going to schools, and why should they have to pay it because they'd already raised their kids? Was that something y'all had to deal with? It, it, it certainly was something that we that we heard. Uh, there's no question about that, Richard. We've we you know, obviously, when we talk about education, it, it's really everybody's matter because it's going to, in one way or another, impact all of us. Uh, when we are dealing with a global society and climbing for for different career positions left and right. You know, we're only as good as those that we bring into the workforce. And the education of those individuals is something that uh, we need to make sure we have, you know, our priorities in order because that's that's the future of of America and, you know, of other countries as well. It's all through the education. Yeah, and that made the next one that you listed for me very interesting. That was the challenge of the lack of self-esteem in kids today. That's right. Uh, you know, one thing that, that has come about, uh, I think it's been larger presence over time, has been a negative connotation on things where it's, it's held a, a larger drumbeat. And I think that this has a ripple effect over time. And we, uh, as a society, uh, it begins with an individuals making a stand, and, and uh, we ask for our, our children and for our youth to, to keep a positive attitude. But when you're reading news articles and you're seeing clips on TV that are just negative comments and those things are repeating over and over again, it, it, can, it can wear you down, and it would wear anybody down. Well, especially when you turn the news on and you, you hear about uh, the unrest in some of the schools and uh, kids killing kids and drugs and stuff like this, that that really is a small percentage. But sometimes the media makes that appear that it's, it's all the young people. Oh, and, and the media will, you know, you make, you know, sometimes you can think that if I'm reading, hearing about this so much, much, it must be happening all over. And it becomes a perception. And you know about perceptions when you begin to think a certain way, it becomes, it can become someone's reality. Absolutely. And that's what it can be, you know, it can be so troubling. So when we look to, to raise uh, the hope, raise uh, the level of someone's sights, letting them know that, as I said earlier, about bringing the dream alive and, and making sure that, that the vision is clear and that it's colored. Those things are real. These things are very possible, that one's things that they set for themselves to achieve. Yeah, and the next one you listed for me I think ties into this one, and that's the lack of direction. And I guess I wonder sometimes, is this the lack of something in young people? Is it the lack of the home? Is it the lack of the school system? Or is it everything coming together and converging? Yep, and I, I, my, my response to that would be it's a, it's a mixture of, of all those things. We share with our, with our youth to the importance of getting good grades, and we don't you know, offer the bigger picture. We are not offering the different possibilities that can come from what grades uh, can lead to and open the doors for. So that's just one example of what we've been working very diligently on here in Palm Beach County is with what I call our you know, class-to-career programs. We've brought career academies, which we have 100 of them now, right here in our schools, whether it be hospitalization to forensic science to engineering to culinary, right in the schools, right in the classroom. And students being able to enroll in these programs, they're learning firsthand about these different industries. And these are being looked at uh, all over the country as well. Uh, but they uh, originated the, these 
career academies right here in, in Palm Beach County. I like that. The next one you listed for me I find very interesting, and that's parents not enforcing the importance of education. Yes. I should share this just a couple months ago when I was, I was there at a, at a school fair on a, on a Saturday morning. One of the parents came up and said, you know, it's interesting. We just had parent night the other night, but how many parents didn't come? And, you know, for the parents that did, as this parent was sharing with me uh, about how important it is to show the support uh, to their children about the importance of education and getting a good education and why it's important to get a good education. His next question, uh, comment was to me was, you know, I feel it should be required that all parents meet their children's teachers, that it becomes a requirement. It's not optional. And that I couldn't agree with more. When we talk about family, togetherness, and working as a family, it begins when your child goes to school, and it's the process that is is something that would be ongoing, and it, it would be just a wonderful fit. Would you agree that if the parent is not interested in the child's education, it sends a message to the child that it must not be important? Not only that it's not important, uh, which I agree with you on, but it, it also shows, uh, you know, the lack of of support, the lack of, of being there. And that has a ripple effect when we talk more about the lack of direction. Things like that don't help with direction. And then we begin to wonder, begin to see why I should say why there could be a lack of direction. Because you have the lack of, of uh, the support behind you and, and right by you in, in different areas. Yeah. You know, I knew your mother. And um, your mother, education was important, was it not? Oh, it was uh, very important. Uh, you know, she always stressed the importance uh, not only about the three R's, which reading, <laughs> writing, and arithmetic that we hear so much, but she also stressed the importance of the fourth R, which is responsibility. And, you know, the, like the saying goes that we've all heard before, if it's meant to be, it's up to me. And if you don't have the responsibility, you're not going to have the responsibility when it comes to reading, writing, and arithmetic. And responsibility is more than a one-way street. I mean, the responsibility of the kids to learn, but it's also the responsibility of the parent to be involved. And in that involvement, it's like the magic in the mix. It does so much when you talk about self-esteem, as we did earlier, when we talk about confidence, and when you talk about family and unit, together you stand, divided you fall. We're talking about family. We're talking about education. We're talking about school. We're talking about the connection. We're talking about young people. And what we need to do from the educational standpoint to prepare young people. And my guest, Mark, has been talking to us about what he sees missing in that school system today. And the one we just finished with was parents not enforcing the importance of education. And then the next one you gave me, Mark, was making excuses. Explain that. Well, you know, it's so easy for us to say, I'm not, uh, you know, good enough, or I'm not not able to do that, and when deep down, you are able to do things. And it's that self-doubt that we really need to rise above, uh, because the difference, you know, between those that do and those that don't are those that do. Yeah. <laughs> and and leaving, uh, you know, the excuses uh, behind standing by when we talk about responsibility and we talk about direction, those things aren't achieved through making excuses. They're yeah. achieved through 
responsibility. And that leads us right into the next one that you talked about, and that is that kids have lost their obligation to be in school today. Yes. You know, when we brought about the career academies here in, in Palm Beach County, the idea of, as I mentioned earlier, about the vision and about about making your, your career possibilities come alive right in school. And the data has showed that the students that are engaged in these career academies are actually performing better than students that are not because they're able to see along with what what they're looking to achieve much more so because they're involved in it with hands-on experience it becomes real world real life very practical it's not something that you are thinking about that's not happening and prior to these career academies the direction wasn't as strong of a level as it is now with a lot of our youths, but there's so much work to be done. And that's where we're working very diligently to expand the career academies, expand the youth empowerment centers. So does that tie in, Mark, to the the next one that you gave me on the lack of recognition? Are these career centers adding recognition for these kids? Sure. Receiving awards for things that they achieve through their accomplishments. They're being recognized for their efforts. And that stands, you know, that stands on its own. Yeah, it goes back to that fact. The number one thing a human life wants to know is that they matter. And many times when these kids in their life outside of school, and sometimes even in school, they feel no fact that they matter. So the career paths, the career classes are helping these kids to feel good about themselves? Yes. Okay, what about the next one, which, you know, I'm a firm believer in, and that's the retaining of high-quality teachers in the classroom. This is something that, you know, our teachers are so important. You know, they're running the schools. They're in charge of the classroom. They're, they're direct contact with, with our youths, and they're so valuable. And we need to make sure our teachers are being recognized and, do, and are receiving the support that they need and that our teachers are receiving the recognition for their efforts so that they're being paid what they deserve. This is something that we need to share with, with the public. You know, when teachers are receiving recognition, it shows appreciation. Well, you know, it seems like sometimes, you know, policemen, firefighters, and even school teachers, they're supposed to be people who don't worry about being paid because they're just supposed to donate their time. Well, our teachers are right on the front line. And, you know, without them, it wouldn't be happening. They're dealing with the future of of America. Yeah. Mark, I want to make sure we cover these next two, and we got about a, about about two minutes for okay. to do this. And the next one you listed for me was uh, the dis- our dysfunctional society. Yes. And I mentioned that, you know, when I mentioned earlier about the things that are being shown on television, the things that are being shown in the movies, the things that people are reading about in the paper, it's quite contrary to what we're hoping for our youth to achieve. And there's a big difference. So we got to get back to giving them positive information. Absolutely. Okay, and the last one you listed for me, the lack of personal responsibility. Yes. We talk about personal responsibility, talking about leadership. There was a study that was done and funded through the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation that talked about the importance of, talked about motivation, talked about the real-life experiences in the classroom and the importance of these things, the importance of class to career experiences, first-hand knowledge that the youth would be gaining. And this study was done, and for your listeners, they can certainly look it up 
online, and it's something that's very valuable as we move forward because this is pretty pretty recent uh, information that came out over a, a quite extensive study that was done nationwide. Okay. Now, I know that you've written a couple of books, and these books are on young people. How can people find out about the books you've written, and how could they find out more information about uh, the empowerment centers? They can uh, find out more on the on the books that I've written through. I'm going to give uh, them a, them a web address, and they can look at the website. Books can be ordered through there. It's www.success1014s.com. That's success1014s.com. That's correct. And my email address would be mark.hansen, H-A-N-S-E-N, at success101fortines.com. Mark, I can't thank you enough. And by the way, if you didn't get those, just email me, richard at richardflint.com, and I'll make sure you get those email addresses. Folks, we've got to put our emphasis back on our young people and creating healthy environments for our young people. Mark, thank you very, very much for being a part of this today. Thank you so much for the opportunity.